Tonight's tattered tale starts on a cold autumn evening in a small neighborhood in a tiny Midwestern town. It is just past seven o'clock when Elijah and Monica McCarthy are heading out for their long-awaited date night. This meant that their 10-year-old son, Bobby, much to his chagrin, will have to be babysat for the night. Unfortunately, there was no talking his parents out of it. His jailer had already arrived. Thanks again for coming at such short notice, Jackie. With Kim gone, we've had such a hard time finding a replacement. Jackie nods. It is her first time babysitting for the McCarthys, and she wants to make a very good impression. She struggles to appear interested while wearing her false grin. For a brief moment, Jackie actually zones out, so much so that she didn't even notice when Mrs. McCarthy stopped talking. It only takes her half a second to realize the mistake before Jackie quickly responds back. It's no problem at all, Mrs. McCarthy. I'm glad to help out. Excellent. Well, leftovers are in the fridge. No dessert if he doesn't finish his supper. Make sure he brushes his teeth and bed is at 10 o'clock sharp. Got it. If you have any issues, just give us a call. There's supposed to be a big storm tonight. It shouldn't be too bad, but if you have any power issues, the circuit breaker's in the garage. Don't worry, I've got everything under control. Bobby and I are going to have a blast. Good, we'll be back around midnight. Monica peers into the living room at her pouting son and calls out to him. Bye, sweetie. You and Harry be good for Jackie. We will. Who's Harry? Oh, it's just Bobby's imaginary friend. Apparently he lives under the bed. <laughs> you know, kids in their imaginations. Sure. All right, well, have a good night. Bye. Jackie puts on her best plastic smile and waves to Mr. and Mrs. McCarthy as they leave. Bye. Have fun. Jackie's smile quickly turns into a sly smirk. Bobby is still in the living room, laying on the floor. His eyes are glued to his favorite cartoon when Jackie struts in and grabs the remote. She quickly changes the channel. Hey, I was watching that. Not anymore. But mom always lets me watch Power Frogs. Well, your mom's not here, is she? Jackie kneels down and gets face to face with Bobby. She smirks sinisterly. Hey kid, I'm your babysitter now. So you do what I say, got it? Bobby swallows hard and nods. Good. Now go eat paste or something. He said she said is on. Jackie sits down on the couch and kicks up her feet. This was going to be an easy night for her, but a long and painful one for Bobby. As the night rolls on, Bobby starts to dislike Jackie more and more. She was just like his last babysitter, Kim. Except Jackie was even meaner, more conniving, and worst of all, she hogged the TV. But what could he do? Bobby sits quietly and draws with his crayons while Jackie watches TV and gossips on the phone with her friend Sarah about boys, parties, who was dating who, and who cheated on what. Oh my god, I can't believe you snagged your babysitting gig. 
Hey, the girl stopped showing up and I needed the cash. She didn't just stop showing up. Kim is missing. She hasn't been to school for like a week. I mean, where did she go? How the hell should I know what happened to her? She was an idiot anyway, probably ran off with that loser boyfriend of hers. Whatever, I don't care. Really? Why would I? Her little disappearing act benefits me. Now I'm the only babysitter on the block. I'm gonna be making bank, girl. Wow, you're evil. <laughs> I know, I'm bad. But it's just business, and business is booming. Now I can finally buy that amazing Valentino bag from the mall. Thank you, Kim! I, I've gotta let you go, Sarah. I think my food is here. Okay, bye. Peace. Jackie hangs up. She places her phone on the couch. Then she stands up and heads to the door. Hey, I've got a large pepperoni for a Jackie Smith. Yep, that's me, obviously. He hands her the pizza. Jackie reaches into her pocket and pulls out the money to pay the pizza guy when she notices that he is staring at her. Can I help you? She shoots him a dirty look and he adverts his gaze. No, sorry. Hey, I think we're in the same trig class. <laughs> so? So, I guess I've noticed you is all. Hey, I don't suppose you'd want to grab dinner or go see a movie sometime. Ew! <laughs> Jackie closes the door without a further response. The poor pizza guy just stands there, dumbfounded as the front door slams in his face. Okay. When Jackie returns to the living room with the pizza, Bobby practically jumps out of his clothes. Pizza? Alright! For that one brief, beautiful moment. Bobby thought that Jackie perhaps isn't so bad after all. He rushes over, but is stopped when Jackie puts out her hand like a crossing Back guard. off, twerp. This is my food. Your mom has leftovers in the fridge for you. But it's tuna casserole. I hate tuna casserole. Then starve. I really don't care. Bobby sits back down and starts to draw again. He hangs his head in disappointment while Jackie takes a slice and starts to eat. After a moment or two, Jackie just happens to look over and notices Bobby's drawings. There are about five now, and all of them are creepy. In each sketch, there's a red-eyed creature hiding under a bed. His bed, Jackie assumes. You've got a strange mind, kid. Thanks. What the heck is that thing with the red eyes? Oh, that's Harry. He lives under my bed. Yeah, I, I got that. You know, if you ask me, that's not a very good place to live. It's cramped, dark, and probably has lots of dust. Bobby ignores her. So is he like a mutated hobo or something? <laughs> Stupid hobo Harry. He's not a hobo. And he's not gonna like you making fun of him. Oh yeah? And what's he gonna do about it? Bobby just sits quietly for a second. Yeah, that's what I thought. Jackie smirks. Before returning to the couch, Bobby scowls at her. If you're planning on just giving me attitude all night, you can go play in your room. But now. Bobby angrily stomps to his room. A few hours later, the thunderstorm is raging outside the McCarthy home. Jackie is still laying on the couch. She literally hasn't gotten up once except for a single bathroom break in between television programs. 
A few slices of pizza still remains on top of the coffee table. She checks her phone for the time. It's now currently one minute past 10 o'clock. Crap. Kid better be in bed. Jackie enters Bobby's room to find him sitting on his bed drawing, not sleeping. Yo, Picasso, it's time for bed. But Harry and I aren't tired yet. Here we go again with this Harry thing. Look, twerp, your mom said bed by 10. It's past 10. I'm not pissing your parents off on the first night. Bobby ignores her and continues to draw. Jackie snatches his drawing away angrily. Hey, I'm not done with that. I said it's time to sleep. Bobby huffs, but ultimately does as he's told. He crawls into bed and tucks himself in. Jackie, out of curiosity, examines Bobby's drawing in her hand. She is suddenly taken aback when she feasts her eyes upon the terrifying image. A pair of long, grotesque arms are reaching out from underneath Bobby's bed. She had to hand it to the kid. He was a pretty decent artist, which made the illustration of the girl who was being attacked even more unsettling. It was her. Same clothes, same hair, same everything. In the drawing, Harry's creepy arms are reaching out from under the bed and attacking her. What the heck is this, you little creep? Jackie quickly rips up the drawing and drops the pieces to the floor. My drawing! You think it's funny to draw me getting attacked by some stupid monster you made up? <laughs> uh, you want to play games? Fine. How about I tell your parents how bad of a boy you've been tonight? In fact, you misbehaved so I couldn't share the surprise pizza I got us. Why are you so mean? Oh, you're gonna cry now. Stop being a baby and go to bed. I'm not a baby, and I'll just tell mom the truth. Oh, really? You're not gonna tell them anything. You know why? Why? Because I can be way more convincing than you. Jackie lowers her voice and glares at Bobby. It just takes a little evidence. Maybe it's a smashed face or a bag of candy stashed in your drawer. Bobby's eyes go wide with disbelief. Understand? Bobby nods. Good. It's settled then. Now go to sleep. Jackie, now satisfied with Bobby's submission, gets up to leave before she reaches the bedroom door. Bobby calls out to her. Harry's right. You're just a big meanie. Jackie chuckles. This Harry stuff was really starting to amuse her. <laughs> I... I hate to break it to you, kid, but Harry isn't real. Yes, he is, and he hates you, just like he hated Kim. Jackie rolls her eyes and marches back over to Bobby's bed. She bends over and looks under it, using her cell phone flashlight to illuminate the space. Hey, Harry, sit on it and rotate. Jackie laughs as she gets back to her feet. She and Bobby lock eyes. He isn't amused. <laughs> See? I don't give a crap about your overactive imagination. If your mom and dad want to indulge your psychotic behavior, so be it. But I'm not going to pander to you. Sleep. Now. A half hour later, the storm continues to rage on outside. 
Jackie sits in the living room skimming through the TV channels for something, anything, to watch. She is bored out of her mind. She grabs her phone to check the time. Again, this has now become a ritual performed about every two minutes. Oh, come on. How is there still an hour and a half left? Jeez, this is torture. Suddenly, the power goes out. Crap. Jackie activates the flashlight app on her phone, which, luckily, she is still holding. Jackie begrudgingly exits out from the front door and into the storm. Oh, I can't believe this. What kind of family doesn't have an attached garage? Jackie quickly moves through the rain and heads directly for the garage. She moves so fast that she almost misses what's happening in the upstairs window. A strange, flickering red light catches her attention. She looks up and sees Bobby's room flickering crimson for a few seconds before returning to normal. I am going to kill that kid. Jackie angrily turns her attention back to the garage. A few feet later, and she's at the door. She quickly presses the button mounted to the side. The garage is cold and dark when Jackie enters. She feels a sudden unease come over her. Maybe it was the storm, or maybe it was just the way the darkness was playing with her mind. Regardless, the power needed to be turned back on, so she pushes through the fear and gets to work. It only takes a moment or two for her to find the circuit breaker. She makes her way through the maze of clutter. When she gets to the box, she pops open the panel and examines the switchboard. Oh yeah, sure, you couldn't be easy. No, you had to have a million freaking switches. She stands there staring for a few seconds before coming to a decision. Screw it. One by one, Jackie flips all of the switches. Even after every switch, the lights don't turn back on. Jackie waits a few seconds before flipping all the switches for a second time. Once again, the power doesn't return. What the heck? Turn on! That's when the sound of crinkling paper catches her ear. Jackie looks down and notices that she just stepped on one of Bobby's drawings. Usually, she wouldn't care, but something gets her attention. The name Kim, written in crayon, can be seen on one of the edges. Jackie bends over to pick it up. She unfolds the crumpled up piece of paper to reveal the horrifying scene illustrated on it. It was another drawing of Harry. Only, in this one, the red-eyed monster is in the midst of biting off a young woman's head. The name? Kim, with an arrow pointing to her, makes it pretty clear who the girl is supposed to be. Jeez, uh, Bobby. You are one messed up kid. Jackie recrumbles the drawing and throws it to the ground. With no other choice, Jackie runs back into the storm and heads for the front door. Soon, she's at the porch. Jackie quickly enters the house. Jackie wipes the rain off her face. At that exact same time, she thinks she sees Bobby quickly hiding. It's just a brief black blur, but someone is definitely up and moving around. Jackie enters the living room. Stop playing around, Bobby. I know it's you. She suddenly hears footsteps running up the stairs and back to Bobby's room. 
Jackie's blood began to boil. Hey, you little jerk! I know you're up. I saw you playing video games upstairs. Maybe next time try using the screen dimmer? Don't you ignore me, you little twerp! Jackie, now angrier than ever, stomps up the stairs after Bobby. When Jackie reaches the top of the stairs, she finds herself in an empty hallway. No Bobby. This admittedly freaked her out. There simply wasn't enough time for Bobby to make it back into his room without her noticing. Even if she didn't catch him, she should have at least been able to see his bedroom door shut as he escaped. Neither happened. It's as if whatever ran up the stairs had simply vanished. Bobby, you better knock this off. She continues down the hallway, her eyes lock onto Bobby's bedroom door. She slowly moves toward it, when suddenly, it pops open by itself. The doorknob doesn't turn, yet somehow, it creeps open, unimpeded. She takes a brief moment to collect herself, then enters the bedroom. Immediately, after bursting in, Jackie starts yelling. I have had enough of you, you little- Jackie stops mid-sentence. She looks around the room. Bobby isn't there. Bobby? Stop this. Come, come on out. She begins to slowly survey the room. She paces around a few steps when suddenly she hears the crunch of crumbling paper coming from underneath the bed. She looks down and finds dozens of Bobby's drawings scattered all over the floor. One among the lot catches her eye. It's the drawing. The one she destroyed only an hour earlier. Jackie whips around to see that the bedroom door is now shut behind her. She rushes over to it and attempts to pry it open. To no avail, it's almost like it was glued shut. Bobby! Bobby, open this door! This isn't funny! I swear to God I'm gonna kill you! Let's see who the real crybaby is. Oh, you have no idea what... A guttural, beastly growl makes the hair on the back of Jackie's neck stand up. She freezes. Slowly, she turns around and looks to see what just made that horrible sound. There is nothing there. At least Jackie can't see anything. However, she could hear the claw marks as plain as day. Scratching footsteps, almost like a pacing lion, is all that can be heard above Jackie's heavy breathing. She slowly reverses until her back is pressing up against the bedroom door. Bobby, this isn't funny anymore. I disagree. Not sure what to do, Jackie starts looking around the room for something that might be able to help her. She spots a baseball bat sticking halfway out of Bobby's toy chest within reaching distance. She grabs it, then raises it up like a sword to protect herself from whatever might come next. Jackie knows there isn't actually anything in the room with her. She only grabbed the bat because Bobby's stupid practical joke actually started to get to her. That realization made her angrier than ever. I don't know how you're doing this, but you're playing a trick. 
<laughs> I don't know, you set up a tape recorder or something? There's no way you're going to make me believe that your invisible buddy is actually in here. He's not invisible. Suddenly, a pair of hairy, grotesque-looking arms pop out from under the bed. The giant hands, donning large, sharp claws, reach out and grab Jackie by her ankles. Jackie is pulled to the ground. She screams in horror as Harry's arms drag her beneath the bed. She disappears into the darkness. Mr. and Mrs. McCarthy arrive home a few minutes after midnight. Bobby is still awake. He happily sits on his bed, cross-legged, eating the last few pieces of Jackie's pizza when he hears his parents come home. When Elijah and Monica enter their son's room, a strange look of dismay spreads across both of their faces. Bobby, what are you doing up? You should be in bed. I am in bed, Dad. Very funny. I'm sorry, but I was hungry. Look, Jackie ordered pizza. That was very nice of her. Where is she anyway? Got me. I went to bed at 10 o'clock, just like I was supposed to. When I got up a little later to use the bathroom, she was gone. Are you kidding me? Seriously? Calm down, Elijah. No, I won't calm down. This is the second time this has happened. What's wrong with these teenagers today? It's like they don't care about anything. At least she locked the door on her way out. That's it. I'm calling her parents. I'm going to ask them what kind of people raise their kids to just disappear in the middle of a babysitting job. Mr. McCarthy pulls out a cell phone and exits the room. Bobby and his mother can hear him as he walks down the stairs and into the living room below. Monica waits a few seconds before sitting on the bed next to Bobby. She grabs the final piece of pizza and takes a bite. You know I love you, Bobby. You're my special little child. But you've got to be careful. Your imagination is a lot bigger than most kids. Stronger. I know. Promised me you wouldn't let Harry get out of your head again. You said after what happened to Kim, you would be more careful about which of your thoughts you would make real. Now look what you've done. Your dad is very upset. But what if we just tell him? I can- No. He wouldn't understand. He's not like us. Okay? Okay. Monica gets up off of the bed. She moves the pizza box to allow Bobby the space to get under the covers. She kisses him on the forehead. Good night, my beautiful child. Good night, Mommy. She smiles and heads for the bedroom door. She flips the light switch off while exiting, then closes the door behind her. Good night, Harry. Thank you for listening to Tattered Tales, produced by Spooky Castle Productions and Nagano Press Studios. Produced by Lizzie Wakefield. Radio play by Andrew Fortunato and Joe Wakefield. Story by Andrew Fortunato. Tattered Tales stars Heston Mosher as the narrator, Ellie Glavich as Monica McCarthy, Luke Fisher as Elijah McCarthy, Annie Yauk as Bobby McCarthy, 
Callista Masters as Jackie, Jasmine Day as Sarah, and Quincy Bramer as the pizza guy. Music composed by Maxwell Treader. Sound engineer and post mix by Luke Fisher. Executive produced by Rick Lugg.